Hey, this is Metal Mike from Halford, and you are listening to the Metal Moment Podcast with host Chucky. Mazua Kureo Kikinasai. Listen up, Metal Moment Podcast, episode 41, we have Metal Mike. This is Hell's Last Survivor off of Alfred's album, Resurrection. とりあえず今ハルフォードのステージのセットアップを見てるんですけど、隣にはなんとハルフォードのギタリストのメタルマイクさんがいらっしゃってます。それまあとりあえずインタビュー始める前にちょっと聞いてみましょう。Right, so I'll begin the interview. Um, from the Commonwealth Avenue in Boston to the House of Metal Studios in New Jersey, can you tell us about your crazy metal life? 
Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah, I. I そういうような感じでいきなりとボケに入ってしまってるメタルマイククラッシュジャック。はやあっていう感じでもう一度最初から言ってみましょうか。So hold on. Did I catch him off guard with my scripted intro? I'll tell you in advance, this man is pretty funny. I wanted to go into this interview more with a conversational approach. We talked about his creed, working with Rob Halford, Sebastian Bach, Roy Z, Mike Vissera. As well as discussing the guitar heroes of our time, George Lynch, Warren D. Martini, Jakey Lee, to name a few. I also felt like experimenting a little, so I'll inject some relevant tunes during the talks to keep the energy going for all you listeners who are half asleep during your morning commute or just out of it from last night's smooth or maybe a little bit rough buzz. Buzz. <laughs> Alright, enough of me, and、uh, let's get right back into this moment. Conducted on July 17th at the Regency in San Francisco, California, and listen to what Metal Mike Klaschak has to say about his life as a certified metalhead. Dozo. Yeah, it's my pleasure, you know.、Um, it's a.、Uh, you know, I don't. I kind of do, do my own things as, as, I, as, I, as I do them, and I don't necessarily. Think about a lot of stuff as, as they happen, you know, but I'm always kind of conscious of, of listening and kind of sometimes, sometimes do take a st- step back every like, couple years, you know, and see, oh, okay, let me see what I've been, you know. So I don't, I don't analyze everything and I go back. So, but yeah, it's amazing, you know. I,、um, uh, right before we left, Um, to come here to San Francisco. I had, a,、uh, I had a, um, a dinner with a friend of mine who was,、um, lived right next to me in Commonwealth Avenue in, in,、okay. in Boston. And,、uh, and he told me, you know, when we were going out in Boston and partying every night, you were the only guy who always stayed back and played guitar. And never almost、cried. like Steve Vai, right? Yeah. yeah. He was almost like you were the only guy who would stay back and play. And they were like, we knew you're gonna make it, but we just couldn't say no to the partying. <laughs> and, I, and we're like, we knew it. It's like, we knew it, but we, we, we just had to go and party. And, and I was always like very focused, you know. I always knew, like, it's almost like I went to school to study music, but from day one I knew I was going, I was going to be playing the type of music that I'm playing now. And、yeah. as far as、um, technical,、uh, you know, People, there's great musicians out there,、mm-hmm. but it's you know, it's like、uh, only one in a million, right? So, I'm sure that you had to figure out what you need to do.、Um, you know, you went to school,、mm-hmm. you've mastered pretty much. I mean, it's impossible to master an art,、sure. but you, you, you're there, you're you know, you're the、mm-hmm. um, in the leagues of Steve Vai, Joel Saturani,、mm-hmm. uh, Jake E. Lee, Zach、mm-hmm. Wilde.、Um, but What was your approach? I mean, how were you going to become Metal Mike? Well, I, I mean, I think it, it, just, it just became that I, I you know, I, I came out of the whole guitar player, shrapnel records, shredding type of school of playing.、Um, but at the same time, what, what, what made me a lot different is that I, I would listen to bands with songs on top of that. So even though I was learning the arpeggios, 
the technicalities of guitar playing I was always about writing great riffs you know and I was and not only I was focused on what I wanted to do I really did it with a pure heart meaning that none, none of that I've done I've done it because I figured if I look like so and so it would get me in this band if I play like this and this I'll get in this band I just did it what I did you know and and that kind of um, honesty in, 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 in what I did eventually when I spoke to, to the metal god years later and he says, he says I knew that when I, when I heard you play it was coming from an honest place you know and that's, that's the amazing thing about, about Rob Halford that it's the playing with, with Rob it's, it's not about getting a bunch of guys who put on guitars and play the correct licks you know as with other great artists it's about, it's about being yourself and doing what you do you know, so in, in a lot of situations where I was previously, I felt like I was almost becoming the guy who played the correct riffs, but I really couldn't do, I couldn't be myself what I did, never never felt correct, you know. But um, with, uh, with, with Rob Halford, it just feels right because I could really, you have to do what you do, you know, there will be, there will be no Steve Eyes or Zach Wilds if they just played somebody else's legs, you really have to do your own thing. And it takes courage, you know, you have to feel confident in your ability to really do what it is to do, to do it good um, and keeping it, keeping it professional and the quality of it too, you know. So I was, you know, I don't know, man, I was just, I was just, um, uh, honest about what I did and I really did what I believed in you know and um, and I really love this you know so I think I think it comes across as a as a as a thing that that's not you know that's not put on I mean it's it's I have a tattoo that says metal for life you know on my like, arm like your album your yeah. museum yeah. yeah yeah great. it's it's almost like it's almost like saying it's a creed it's like it's it's uh, it's it's saying you know that's that's where who I am I'm not I'm not afraid of tattooing those three words on my body because I know that when I'm 90, it's not going to change. You, know? you just mentioned, um, you know, your tattoo, Metal for Life, mm-hmm. and that happens to be the name of your uh, Pain Museum album. Yeah. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it's to me, this, it's, it's almost like a Cinderella story, right? You were a huge fan of Ingwe J. Malmsteen. Yes. Um, my understanding is you sent the video that was shot during that show when you were opening up for yes. him. Yes. And, you know, Rob Halford looked at it and go, bring me this man um, right. to play and also um you know i've heard that you're a huge fan of loudness yeah and uh mike Vicera mm-hmm. engineered that uh yeah. pain museum album well, right that's, that's a it's just it, this circle it's just it just it, it, to be honest that's one thing that that does does constantly keep blowing me away is the is the connections of 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 the things that i liked when i was growing up when i wanted to do it and then I had a chance to to work with so many of, of the guys that I looked up to, you know, and, and this happens time and time and time again. It's probably because subconsciously I seek out these things, you know, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, like I sat down and I'm like, what is it that I want to do? What, are, what is, not like what is left, but where, where, where would I like to do stuff? And like so many things, like I've, I've played with, I've recorded with so many incredible vocalists, you know, obviously Rob Halford and, and with, I did a tour with Testament um, and, I, and I toured with Sebastian Bach and I, and, and I played the Mike Viseros record and I, and, I, and I did a record with Axl Rose, sang on it. 
I, I play formed live with Bruce Dickinson and Jeff Tate. There's a lot of guys there, you know. And and I wanted to, I always wanted to go as a as a guitar player. Always wanted to go to the Playboy Mansion, and I did that two years ago. And I'm like, what else is there? You know, so I'm like, I'm like checking it off. I, I wanted to go to my to my uh, to my old country, Poland, to play, and we played it with Guns N' Roses in 2007 at the biggest at the biggest stadium. So, so I definitely feel that I, I was born under a lucky star in many ways. So, you know? so for the listeners, uh, just to go back a little bit. So Mike Fusera, I mean, he sang for loudness. Yeah. He sang for Ingwe. Yeah. Um, having knowing that and having this gentleman engineer your work, mm-hmm. um, did Roy Z bring him in or? Did you know Mike Vissera prior to that? I knew I knew Mike prior to that because I was a uh, I was a big fan of Mike's vocals, um, and he came out to one of the Halford shows on our Iron Maiden tour, okay. Brave New World. Um, and then I found out that Roy and Mike were working prior together, you know. And and Mike was a I love his vocals, you know, such a metal singer, you know. Um, so, so I knew Mike Pryor, but it's cool that I, I, they, I we didn't work, we actually kind of did work because Mike engineered the Pay Museum record and Roy mixed it, so there was a little bit of a, of a circle there, you know. So it's going cool. in another circle. So, so the bass drum is getting way too loud. Sounds like it's time for us to move. Here's some loudness from the album Soldier of Fortune featuring Mike Vicera. Time! 
looks like we have a bit more to go, so let me entertain my Japanese speaking listeners. ということで少し静かなところへ。松木お願いします。移動。ちょっとインサイダージョーク。っていうより、おいおい、日本語訳はどうしたんだってまあいろいろと皆さんとつぶやきやメールを通して意見をいただいたんですが、このように少し長めのインタビューの時はやり方を変えていきたいと思います。英語圏の方はもちろん英語ぶっ通しにしろと日本の方は今まで通りの形式でと、まあ、バイリンガル番組の難しさはここに英語圏のリスナーさんを満足させるだけではなく今まで以上に日本の皆さんをメタルに近づけるためにはどうすればいいのかインタビューを単に訳しても実際伝わらないものがありますよね、まあ、もちろんフィーリングその場のバイブ会話のダイナミックさ英語の直訳では感じ取れないこのモーメント時を実感してほしいということで次回再度違った形でこのインタビューを日本語好きでお届けしたいと思ってますとりあえずその方法っていうのはまだ決まってないんですがああまあ笑ってる場合じゃないですねではリスナーの皆さん実際どれだけの英語力を託しているのかと試すっていう意味で引き続きメタルマイククラッシュ100人旅を楽しんで聞いてくださいどうぞ。And then Sebastian started soliciting Roy to do this. Okay. You know,、oh, okay. so, that's, wow, wow. so that's sort of how it, how it happened. And I think it was a pretty, pretty clever move on his part, you know.、Um, um, and, and, and it somewhat worked for him, you know. It was a pretty good record, I think. Well, I mean, I, 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 back then I said that was the number one metal album of the year, and I used to air it every time. But、um, as far as the song choices for that album, I mean, definitely. Uh, you have two songs on there Live to Die, and then you have the American Metalhead.、Um, also,、uh, they used the song、um, Angel Down,、uh, which was written by Adam Albright.、Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people writing music. I mean, how was the album put together? Was Sebastian like, let me listen to your work, or did you say, try this song out, try that song out? Well, you know, um, I, th- I think that record was.、Um It was like a puzzle piece because,、um, as, as you notice, not so much for the last few years, but, but, but his band's it's constantly involved. There's、yeah. always guitar、yeah. players changing, people leaving, and him recruiting somebody else and stuff. And then, so when someone's in there for a tiny bit, they write a song, and that sort of like sticks around.、Okay. So it wasn't like, let's go in the room and,、yeah. and write. It was sort of like, I got this song, and this song, and this song. And then when, when, when Roy came in, he just kind of listened to everything and he sort of like glued it together. So,、um, so the record does have, it kind of helped it, I thought, because it does have、um, a fresh sound from track to track versus,、um, you, know, I, you know, I think it just happened by what we had going on at the time, you know. 
So a question I really wanted to ask you is the original version of American Metalhead when you recorded, um, did you have EMGs? That beginning riff, is that an EMG? Oh no. It's That's a, a Seymour Duncan? Yeah. It's, it's those are JBs those on this? Those, those are Jeff Beck JB4s. Yeah. Okay, wow, okay. It was actually white guitar um, with the, with the, black, with the Gavolino yeah. horse on it. And that guitar is a special sounding guitar. It's really awesome. And, yeah. you know, when it was that, um, that guitar through a modified 50-watt Marshall. Okay. But not modified in some crazy super tone, which yeah. just had a little more gain, and that's, that's what happened. I could have swore that those were EMGs, yeah. just for that beginning yeah. part, but wow, okay, so the JVs. Okay. I, I do like the, 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 the EMGs for the, for the sound, sometimes in the rhythm, I think it's got a cool color, but some, sometimes in the lead, I'm still missing that kind of, uh, the kind of breath of air that the pickups give you, yeah. you know? Um, so, and also, um, I've heard you mention that basically your Randy Rhodes V is the metal version of a Les Paul because of how the scale is and everything. Right. Um, aside from what, you know, a, a boy or a girl that's interested in metal can pick up at a store, um, do you have things customized for you as far as the grip goes, as far as the body material? You know, not, to be honest, no. Not, uh, nothing I have is... Well, some things are, but as far as like the gear, guitar, there's nothing that's that's hot rotted or rigged up. You know, I just I just go out and I make sure that what I get is is sort of like the best stuff that's available to purchase that works for me. You know, so there's no extra special pickup, so there's nothing. You know, if the cable's wrong, I make sure that the right endings put together, so it sounds good. But I'm a real real concern about guitar sounds though, because um. When something sometimes works sort of good, I'm still not happy. And I've made some mistakes where my sound wasn't how I want it, and that affects the way I play. So you see me, like myself and the Bobby are the only guys from the band early in the venue. I'll be going up there. I'll be changing my own strings today because oh, I, wow. want, I wow. want them to feel right to me. And I'll go, I'll check every pedal, and I'll check everything. To, then I'm like, it's good. And that's one way of thinking. Yeah. The other way of thinking for me is a complete rock, rock musician just give me a guitar and I'll still play. Like I'm not afraid to plug in and play. Uh, but if I have the choice, I'll go the extra mile to really go over everything. You so, know, me and my guitar tech work very closely. I talk to him like 10 times a day. <laughs> driving him nuts, probably. No, no, he loves it. So uh, is his name uh, Metal J? Yeah, Metal J. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. great. Um, George, for George Lynch, I asked him this question. I go, you need a better guitar or a better sounding amp? What do you prefer? And he said, a better amp. Mm -hmm. I, could, I could play with a mediocre guitar, but I need to feel the amp. I get inspired by that. In your case, is it more guitar than the amp, or what would you say? No, man. You know, I, I was actually, when you were asking me this question, I already had, I had the word guitar in my mind to tell you. But then that quote about the amp inspiring into play, I completely believe in that too. I mean, there's definitely, I definitely write the riffs based on the sound. American Metalhead, that riff came out of my sound because I had that and I was like, oh, I know what to do with that tone, you know? But I would, it depends. If I was going to write songs, I would say the amp is more important than the guitar. But if I would need to perform, as long as I have the guitar 
and the, and I have to have the guitar pick that I use. That's extremely important. As a matter, I, I use these um, uh, uh, purple Dunlop picks, and I, I have I have them for guitar pack, uh, guitar tech, and I always carry picks with me so they cannot get lost. I need the pick. Yeah.
You know, today you have this one-day gig with Halford, and what's been announced is you guys are going to be uh, going on the OzFest, mm -hmm. Ozzy, Motley Crue, uh, Black Label Society. Um, you know, recently your friend Gus G, mm -hmm. he's now the guitarist for mm -hmm. Ozzy Osbourne. I need to ask you, uh, did you ever consider trying out for Ozzy at any time? Well, uh, in your career, your entire career. You know, I mean, you know, Ozzy is the is um is a person who's always known to to bring uh, great guitar players on board, you know. Um, but we've been I've been I've been busy, you know. It's always been it's always been it's, it would be one of those situations that that could also work very well, I think, you know. But um, as far as the the metal guitar player like me finding a home, I think Metal God is the ultimate oh, yeah. singer. Yeah. You know, as far as a guy who I could I could do I could put on my whole outfit could be studs and I would still not look out of place. So for me, it's perfection. Like I've really, you know, it's it's it was incredible because my first real real to be honest, first real professional band was Rob. You know, and um, and then when when Rob reunited with Judas Priest, I, I went I went to. Um, to play in Testament, I had my own records, and I, and I played with Sebastian. And Testament was fantastic too, because it was—I love the type of music they have. It really brought my playing to to a better place. Uh, but as far as heavy metal, like meat and potatoes, Rob Halford is the ultimate guy, you know. So. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> so when I ask this question, everybody answers Randy Rhodes. So I'm going to put Randy Rhodes out of the question. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite Ozzy Osbourne guitarist? Okay, so we have, so outside of Ozzy, we'll have a few guys, but we'll have Zach, we'll have Jakey Lee. Yeah. Um, Brad Gillis. Brad Gillis, yes, and, um, and Joe Holmes. It's true. You know, I, I, needless to say, they're all fantastic because nobody plays an Ozzy unless they're killer, and that goes without saying. But I will tell you that I, I love Jake Lee, and I think he's very sort of underrated in Ozzy's oh, yeah. band. You know, and this is really has nothing, I, I just want to make it clear that this has nothing against um, Zach because I think it's absolutely awesome, or Gus, who's, who's, a, who's, a, who's a good friend of mine, you know. Um, but I, just, I, I think I need to say Jake Lee because you know, he had some incredible stuff in there. You know, like Ultimate Sin and Bark at the Moon, and, and Jake would just plug into an amp and just just shred. And, and and I was listening to Badlands the other day, and I'm going, man, it's just, it was awesome. You know, he was sort of like a metal. He was like a metal guy in the metal world, but he had one foot outside of it too. He had a cool influence in there. You know, he this. I think there's um. Like sort of like a new wave of fans and for Jake happening right now. It's it's just that I know he keeps on popping up at local places in uh, yeah. in uh, Nevada. Yeah, and he he still looks great. Yeah, but I, yeah. I'm just hoping for him to just come back and um, yeah. And so your favorite uh, Badlands album for me, I think Dusk is one of them. And there's a dog. Uh, there's a song called Dog. Yeah. Another song called Fat Cat. They're just mm -hmm. amazing tunes. Yeah, I love I love Dusk. Totally cool. I think, um, and I, I think what's awesome about that record is because um, I read that that record was supposed to be just a demo for record company of the songs, and it's it's so honest, man. It's just all live, you know. And and and, and Ray, correct the singer, just sounds incredible. I mean, just like you, 
you know, it's one of those singers that just it's like one in a million, like Rob or Ray Gillen, these guys who are just, you know, God. Here it is, Badlands with their album, Dust. This is Dog. Fat cat. The cat had to come and chase the dog away. Let me just slowly fade this funk away. And uh, well, we're on the topic of uh, Jakey Lee. I asked Metal Mike about the two other shredders from the greater Los Angeles area. Uh, I mean, Rad is on the bill too. But what do you think about Warren D. Martini? Their new album just came out again. Uh, to me, it's just 
Fantastic. But were you ever influenced by, let's say, the Warren D. Martinis, the George Lynch's of that? George that stuff? Lynch. I like Dokken. Um, I'm not sure if I got influenced by George Lynch. I think more recently, because I started listening to his vibrato and stuff, and I'm like... The uh, jack-off yeah, vibrato. Kind of, <laughs> the kind of like a sneaky vibrato. So I started picking on that, on that last few years. Um, but it was more, I was influenced by more of the obvious. And obvious meaning that they're playing just you couldn't deny, like, like Ingve. You know Ingve from the first three notes. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen to George Lynch would know him after three notes, but he wasn't as obvious to me, like Randy Rhodes or Ingve or Steve I. And then Paul Gilbert. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, because you can't, you can't, you, you don't learn to how to play guitar in 1990 without being the Paul Gilbert, you know. So those are the guys. And later on, you know, I, used to, I, I listened to like Stevie Ray Vaughan or Gary Moore. Um, and Lynch, I, I would say George Lynch more than Warren Demartini because I listened to more Doc and then Rat. Okay. But Warren Demartini is killer. I love that. This, it's kind of weird that whole kind of LA Demartini Lynch type of playing, you know? You know, and then I'm also, actually, I never talk about this, but I'm a huge Tony McAlpine fan. Oh, wow, okay. So they worked together at uh, Tears of Sahara, where yeah. George Lynch Maximum Security. And I was like, fuck, this is incredible. And, and Tony McAlpine is just fantastic. And he's playing keyboards for Steve Vai. He's just an all-around maestro. Yeah, you know, so it was, it was fantastic. So Tony's killer, too. Like, he's so melodic, man. Like, I mean, you could really slow him down, and everything will make perfect sense. It's, it's awesome, man, so... And again, you keep on bringing up Ingwe, so this thing just popped up in my mind. Um, on one of your Jackson guitars, a black one, I think on the back of that you have a Ferrari sticker on there. What I wanted to ask you is, is that a direct influence of Ingwe, or do you actually have some toys in your garage? Uh, well, yeah, you know, with, uh, um, shit, I, I would say probably the initial... Um, the initial influence had to come from Ingve, you know. Uh, to me, it was just, to me he was just cool. He was, do, he, you know, he's doing what he does. He shreds. Never really changed his style to please everybody. He's back at it again, you know. Um, and um, and there's, there's, there's a certain uh, there's, there's a certain element of, of 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 rock stardom that attaches to Ingve. You know, Ingve is definitely a rock star guitar player. So some of, some of the stuff felt attractive to me so what do you do you know you what do you do uh when you start playing guitar for a living you buy more guitars then you start buying cars <laughs> uh so for me so i'm this is a long answer but uh so for me i'm a i'm a, I'm a big car fan so if i'm if i'm home you know i don't go out and 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 drink at bars anymore i go out and kind of work in my garage you know so so i i um so I have, um, I did buy um, a, a similar, similar Ferrari um, that, that Ingve has. It's, a, it's the 308 series, but it's really early. It's a 1976 classic carburetor model, which is one of the first 308s that is sought after. It had the most horsepower, and they sound killer. So I have that, and then um, I, have a, I have a collector's edition um, Corvette um, with like a ZR1 spoke wheels, and I'm, I'm into cars, so, so I'm into that, you know, so, because I need to clear my mind from guitar playing sometimes, you know. Although I play my music a lot, there is a time when I just play enough to keep my chops up, but I don't listen to albums all day long. 
you know I need to kind of clear and come back sort of fresh because I think I think if you just noodle 24 7 you start sort of playing in the box and you almost make music because your your hand skills are really good versus at least for me versus what you want to say instead of playing arpeggio because you can you know so you weren't the one that purchased uh Ingwe's, uh ferrari no on eBay, i wasn't right? actually no i wasn't no 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 that, that wasn't the one no 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 uh yeah so it's it's it's, it's a fun thing you know it's it's cool um so I, I gotta say with all these guitars with all this metal in you with all these toys in your garage your ferraris your son uh steel is yeah. going to have a blast yeah when he turns <laughs> of age so he's, he's he's got cool cars in his garage and his name is steel and, and, and the metal got named in steel, you know. So, uh, so uh, even all the little chicks are like, I want to play with steel, because how cool is that? There's no steels. No, one, no one's named steel. So, yeah, man. So, so that's cool. That's okay. cool. All right. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Thank you very much. Can I just get you? Okay. Hope you guys and gals learned a little bit about Metal Mike and his creed. Metal for life. Gotta say, this man is one of the kindest people I've ever come across. And simply, that is the reason why he is surrounded by the best in the industry when it comes to his support. I gotta thank Mark Washa over at MMW Marketing for setting this interview up. And the one and only Metal J, Mike's Guitar Tech, for all the support at the venue. Thank you. By the way, I just upped a blog titled Chicken Karaage and Metal Mike Class Check, where I talk about the day of the interview, so check it out over at JapaneseMetalhead.com Go and visit Metal Mike's official headquarters at PlanetShred.com where you will witness Metal Mike unleashing his fury. To show your support for the world of metal, on September 28, 2010, go and purchase Halford's new album, Made of Metal. And if that's not enough, Take a flight to Tokyo on October 16th to watch Halford destroy the heaviest metal festival in Japan, the Loud Park 10 featuring Ozzy Osbourne, Mortarhead, Korn, Except, Rat, Ed Guy, and more. Still not enough metal? Then, uh, Keep tuning into the Metal Moment podcast. Contact me at metalmoment at gmail.com or leave me a voice message at area code 70778 Metal. I have to say, most of my contacts are coming through Twitter nowadays. Twitter.com forward slash Metal Moment. ツイッターはよくわかんないっていう方も使ってるうちに必ずこれなしではこの先生きていけないっていう風になっちゃうんでくれぐれも注意をツイッターアディクトの輪を広げていきましょうでは締めにはメタルマイクがこのんでいると言
Here is Tony McAlpine featuring George Lynch, the track Here's a Sahara. you guys enjoyed the program thank you for tuning in to the metal moment podcast yeah youtube の方でピュアロックの演奏を10年ぶりに見ましたよ涙出てきましたではまた次回 keep rocking host 千秋でした